Welcome to the Clover Report. I'm Dr. J, your host, and today we're going to talk about college rankings, and in particular, how college rankings will prevent your team from finding the best college for them. We're going to look into some common mistakes that teens make, and then I'm going to give you a few tips on how you can help your team find the best college for them. So we're going to start by looking at the mistakes. And in particular, I want to identify three ways in which rankings mislead our teenagers as they look at colleges. And the first is related to how many teens go to a highly ranked school and graduate, but they don't necessarily get the skills they need to be competitive in a job market. And you would think that going to a highly ranked school would give you all of that but it's not always the case and so it doesn't mean you don't get a good education but because of the job market your team specifically wants to go into every highly ranked school is not the best fit for them and it doesn't give them the best skills and any kind of competitive advantage so graduating without the right skills is the first way in which a highly ranked school could uh, mislead you uh, secondly, uh, many students who go to a highly ranked school focus on the ranking alone and again don't understand that that school doesn't even have the right training that they need and then they wind up having to transfer. Uh, they're either going to graduate without the skills or they're going to transfer which is going to cost them time and money because many times when they transfer they're going to lose credits and it's going to take them longer to graduate. So transferring because they don't have the right training is a mistake because you get misled by wanting to go to a highly ranked school. And then thirdly, overpaying. And this happens all the time because highly ranked schools bring a level of prestige that then turns into a premium that you pay to go to these schools. None of these highly ranked schools are inexpensive. And so you, your son or daughter can go to one of these schools and get through and graduate but you may find out that they're paying 10, 20, 30, maybe $50,000 more than they had to to get the same education somewhere else. So the influence of rankings is, is powerful and it can lead to some very costly mistakes. So we want to look at the root problem here and then I'm going to give uh, a shift in mindset to help our teenagers make some better decisions. But first and foremost, we have to acknowledge their rankings are powerful. They're pervasive. They're everywhere. Students start to hear and learn about what it means to be the best college very early. If not in middle school, they may even learn it earlier. But certainly by high school, they know that certain schools are the top schools or the top tier schools. They understand what an Ivy League college is. And so you can't escape the influence of rankings. Uh, and, and quite frankly, I would argue you don't even have to battle it. You can use it for what it's worth, but you got to understand that it's there. Your teenager is going to be exposed to it. Um, there's re there are rewards uh, for this. It's being reinforced in their schools. It's being celebrated. And every year when that new list of college rankings come out by either the U.S. News and World Report or some other media outlet, Folks are waiting to see, you know, where their school is ranked. And those things make a make an impact on how college, how students see themselves at those colleges. So we got to acknowledge that the influence of college ranking is, is, is very strong. But the thing we have to do is is pull apart the notion that a highly ranked school, even though it's ranked as a best school or better school, that's different from what school is best for you. 
And so that's really the challenge. There. And that's where that's the opportunity where parents can come in and talk with their teen and, uh, and let them understand. Yeah, I understand that school X is ranked 20 or school X is ranked 10 or 50 or whatever the case may be. And some other schools may be ranked lower, but that doesn't mean that the lower ranked school is not best for you. And once we pull that apart and actually require and push our teenagers to look at what the factors are that will make a school best for you, then we can have a different conversation. So step one is understanding the power of the rankings. And step two is shifting away from focusing on a ranking as an indicator of the best college to this understanding that your job as a teenager is to determine what college is best for you. <clears throat> and so how do you do that? What kind of evaluation do we want our teens to do? So I'm going to give you three areas in which I have my clients evaluate college, three areas I have my teenagers evaluate college, and three areas I think you can have your teen do it. These are not complex, but one of them is pretty straightforward. Your teens probably will know how to do it, may even have done some of this, but the other two are probably going to be pretty new. So let me just explain these three ways in which you would evaluate a college to determine or inform whether the college is best for you. So the first way, the one in which I think your team may be clear about or aware of, is this notion of looking at the degree to which the college, each college they're looking at, has the major, minor, or program study, program or study that they're interested in. And so if my daughter is interested in being a psychologist, do they have the psychology program that she's interested in? And so teens come to the process of looking at colleges and learning more about them with some idea, hopefully with some idea of what they want to major in, not always, but they should have some idea of what they want to major in. And they can search the website of, you know, of that college and see whether it's business, whether it's journalism, whether it's engineering, whether it's psychology or whatever the case may be. And then they then want to drill down because most broad majors also have specialties. So a student may not only want to be a psychologist, but they may want to be a counseling psychologist. So they may not only want to be a business major, but they may be interested in international business. And so the student needs to drill down where they have an interest and where they know they have an interest so that they can find out, does this college actually have the training, the teaching, the classes that I'll need to pursue my career goals or to prepare me for grad school or professional school? So that's Factor one of the evaluation process, teens should be able to do that without a whole lot of support and direction. But now when we go to step two or evaluation factor two, most college, most students are less savvy, less skilled in doing this. And actually a lot of parents are, are not that skilled because some of these uh, things I'm going to ask you to look for can be hidden. So the second group is what I call resources. And so I'll use some of the examples I just used in those majors. And so, for example, certain colleges are going to have different resources for their engineering program. And so it's not that you can't find solid, good, great engineering programs throughout the country, but what they offer and what resources they have to teach those classes and help the students learn and to get the skills they need will differ. And so your teenager has to know that it's not enough to have the major or the minor, but it really finding out what school is best for me may depend on what resources they have. So if we look at the example of engineering, 
let's say for for example your teenager is interested in robotics in the area of robotics and engineering well they may look at a really strong school a highly ranked school that has an engineering program but they don't have any robotics but they may go to a school like boston university and look at their website and be like wow boston u has a robotics lab with state-of-the-art infrared motion capture system really i may not even know what that is but i know what state-of-the-art is and i know that lab means they got some resources they got a place to go and a place to do quote-unquote robotics so if they've got the lab and 10 other schools don't have the lab and that's what i want to do then clearly boston university's got some resources that are going to advantage me if i go there and if i look a little further on their website i find out wow they even got an engineering product innovation center gosh does, does every college have an innovation center no well they got a 15,000 square foot facility okay well boston u is looking pretty good when it looks when i look at the advantages they're going to have from a resource perspective to help me prepare for a career in robotic engineering so that's just a, a practical example it's another thing we can ask our teens to look at with the resources and another example of resources would be not only just a tool or technology or equipment but sometimes it can be a learning experience tied to the career so if our teenagers are if my teenagers are looking at business but wants to get into international business a part of the uh, international aspect of the business is going to be having some global competencies and understanding business not only on a local or national level but on an international level and so i'm going to go to some websites and see that there are different levels of support for global studies and so some schools may have study abroad where they send students out of the country to other locations but they're not they're taking classes but they're not classes by professors from the home campus or maybe they're professors from the home campus that go abroad and teach at another campus or it may be that the university has its own campus in other global locations so a place like NYU has 13 global campuses where a student can take a class abroad for a whole year a semester or a summer whereas other places maybe you can only do a semester or you can only do uh, spring breaks so those are the resources that certain colleges have that are going to benefit you over and beyond what some other classes excuse me what some other college would have so that's the second one the resources and then the last one is going to be access and in particular access to programs and people and when i think of programs i'm specifically talking about kind of structured programs that take a student from a certain point in their career maybe their freshman or sophomore year and put them through a, a structured experience that gets them through to their senior year to graduation and into a career field or professional field and the ones that we know the best are like pipeline programs that get you into med school or law school uh, lots of schools have these partnerships and they're, they're structured in a way where your teenager has the advantage of kind of the experience of the people running the program to help them navigate the system they're not on their own they got support they got advising and it helps them get through with all the hard work they'll have to do with minimal risk of making mistakes and forgetting and falling down and and just getting behind and so if you find that a program a college actually has a pipeline program you got to check that off and you got to recognize that that's a tremendous advantage and even some of the smallest schools have um, medical programs that get you into a structured experience during the school year in the summer 
have you interning and doing all kinds of things to help you get ready for getting into med school, for example. That leads into actually what I just said a little earlier, like internships. So in businesses or business major, if you see that internships are a part of the curriculum or what you're going to study as a, as a business major, for example, um, you're going to find that lots of schools have internships. Actually, every school probably says they have internships, but what your student needs to look for is, again, the structure and support that's there to get them into an internship, get them placed, get them multiple experiences. How soon can they get in? You know, how many staff do they have to help them? Do they have the businesses coming to the school or do you have to go to the business? Do they have the businesses coming in and interviewing and hiring? What's what's the process? Now, again, many of our you know juniors and seniors are not as savvy at, at assessing these things, but they, they can go online and they can see what's there and good colleges will lay it out. If they have it there, they'll tell you, hey, we've got this internship program that's been going on for 15 years, and here are our partners, and here's the process, and this is what happened. This is what happens, will happen to you if you're here, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year. It's laid out. Uh, and if not, you can kind of call the schools to find out more about that. But internships are important. And then thirdly, uh, the third one under this area will be alumni support. And again, all schools are going to all schools have alumni even young schools but the question becomes what structure are what structures in place to help your student connect with the alumni and is it just collect connecting to get a job is it connecting to get advice is it connecting on campus is it connecting via the internet what does it look like as far as how the student has to connect what they have to do to connect with the alumni and what kind of support is there for them, if it's general support, maybe it's support within a career field or content area like a major, or maybe it's an affinity support, uh, excuse me, affinity support like maybe from a hometown. Maybe they're alumni in your hometown or in your state, or they're alumni connected to an affinity group like a sorority or fraternity or athletic programs. Uh, there, there, there are a number of ways that it happens, but uh, know that. Even though some schools have lots and lots of alumni, when I say lots, I mean hundreds of thousands and 300, 400, 500 or more thousand alums, you've got to look at what kind of support systems are in place because it doesn't matter how many you got, if you can't connect with them, they're, they're useless to you. So those are the things that you want to look at. So just to recap, when we're trying to guide our teens to do an evaluation of the best college for me, we want them to look specifically at the major, minor program of study, what kind of resources the college has, and what kind of access to programs and people uh, is available. And so what I have my clients do is just to answer three questions related to that. So the first one is just simply, does this college have a major, minor, or concentration for your career fields uh, or any of the career fields that you want to enter? Just a simple straightforward question and answer that for all the target colleges your kid may have two or three colleges they may have 10 colleges but basically you got to check the box does this college have that major minor program then secondly it gets a little more um, in depth in that we not only ask the question does it or doesn't it does it or does it not but we ask the question what type of special resources does the college have to help me enter my career field or get prepared for graduate school or get prepared for business school or professional school. And so we took, again, we talk about resources, 
to help you, you know, build knowledge, build skills, build ex experiences. So what type of special resources does this college have that will help me enter the career field or prepare for life after college? And then thirdly, what type of programs of support and access does a college have that help me build relationships with people that help me enter the job market or get into grad school? So all three parallel and connect to the three uh questions that we asked earlier about major minor resources and access but it's just simple and you sit down and just at again it's not like you're giving your team homework but you're helping them understand the path they need to take to make a good decision versus making a mistake and overpaying for a college because they think the highly ranked school is the better school and is the better school for them so this was a quick dive into rankings and how they can mislead our teenagers to miss out on great colleges because these colleges are less uh, maybe ranked a little lower, uh, how we can miss out on really focusing on what we want and what we need. So if um, you've got other parents of teenagers that are getting ready for college, please share this with them. Uh, be sure to follow me on social media. I'm going to be working hard to continue to create content uh, for parents like yourself. And if you have any topics that you'd like me to address and talk about, please share those topics in the comment section. Take care and good luck.